0: To light up your Saturday morning, it's the Blast Crew with Glennie and Lou on SEN. Thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill, Vivian Street Boulder.
1: Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on Vivian Street have got lots going on. The Nuts and Bolts Holder are happy to bring you what is exactly happening on a Saturday morning with sport right across the goldfields. It is the Blast Crew with Glennie and Lou. We're into the Pilbara, the Northwest, the Gascoyne, Midwest. Wheat belts, Great Southern, Southeast, and we're here on Hannard Street with Louie.
2: You're also in everyone's back pocket if they're listening via oh. the app, Glenn. Don't forget that one. I tell you what, how's your week been? I've been fully charged this week, Glenn. Lots of things happening. Trivia night again mm. at the Boulder Bowling Club. Mm. What a great night. The fire was lit. Everyone thoroughly enjoyed themselves. So, listeners, grab yourself a table, up to six people, $20 a table in a fortnight's time.
1: A fortnight from today, so it's on a Saturday? No, Wednesdays. Okay. Right, just had to clarify. Sorry, that. mate. The fortnight from today would be Saturday week. It'd be into the long weekend it when be. we're not having a show that weekend. By the way, no, why would we? No. We'd be relaxing. We are. Are relaxing. you going
2: up to uh, Leonora?
1: No, I won't be, mate. Uh, but I've got a little bit going on around town that weekend with the Giants playing. Uh, so I'm going to be swinging from footy into Giants mode. Right, bit. Yep. Big day then. Big weekend because Kangas are holding their 125 uh, weekend and they're taking on railways and at the other side of town it'll be Boulder and Mines. So the big game will be Kangas and railways because it was going to be tough to cover two games at once. Like we're good but we're probably not that good. No, no. But anyway, that's that's okay. Um, Yeah, Giants last week, mate. Giants against a top team. Yes, they did. They turned the tides around as
2: we asked before. We get them on. We get them on. And they have a win. And it worked, Glenn. But we had a chat and said, how are you going to reverse the eight point loss they had last time Mm. to them? Because they came out very, very well and then had that bad third quarter, as we spoke about, and let themselves down. But they managed to get the job done. So congratulations.
1: Get on with us and you can get up. That's it. Get on and get up oh you like that don't you getting dirty and down the girls though in a little bit of trouble
2: well you'd expect that you know injury problems and 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 the like you've got to get people to fill into positions they've never played before they're stepping up into a division where it's a lot more intense it's a lot faster you're playing in front of a bigger crowd it's a lot to take in for those new players but I think moving forward towards the rest of the season they're going to be a lot better. For next season, as long as we can stop these injuries, I'll tell you what. Oh, I know.
1: Isn't it crazy? Yeah,
2: it's killer. Absolute killer.
1: Last week, Jimmy Gaddy pulled on a Guernsey. Didn't play, but um, pulled on a Guernsey just so they could have enough team to legally take to the court.
2: Yeah, is it Jacin- Jacinta Bourne's coming back?
1: Yeah, yeah, Talisha Bourne. Talisha Bourne. Talisha. Yeah. Um, I think he's coming back this week. So a little bit underdone in the fitness, but that's okay, mate. We've got people who want to jump on and put their hand up, which is really good. Yeah. Did you enjoy that rain last week? You were out on the green.
2: Well, I was on the Green Glen. Did we enjoy it? No. Hmm. The decision was, was asked of all the players do we continue? Do we go back out and continue? We thought, look, rather than cram everything into a Sunday, yeah, let's hmm. get out there and play. The rain only lasted probably 10 minutes, but it was the wind, just the chill factor.
3: I
1: had old Robbie Hanson with me in the grandstand at Sir Rex, uh, sorry, Sir, uh, Sir oh, Richard, oh, R- Richard Moore. Sir Richard Moore, yeah, in the Rex Mitchell grandstand. And uh, yeah, he was a bit cool. T bot though, we were pretty hot. We were pretty heated because the Dockers had just gotten up in Sydney. That yeah, was quite good. That was a
2: good one for you. Yeah. That's a good win.
1: Yeah, it is a good win. Tonight's a good win too, I think, if it is a win for the Dockers. But if not, well, they'll be off to I don't know. Good metros. to see
2: Fifey back, although he's made some comments in the media. He he, he wants his planter fasciata to snap.
1: Now yeah, when I read that, I've gone, Well, mate, wouldn't you want it just to get better?
2: Well, maybe it has to snap to get better.
1: Yeah, okay, I don't, I don't you know. sometimes do. a, I it
2: a, a broken bone is better than a fractured bone because the fracture can take a lot longer to heal and, you know, causes complications, whereas if you twing a muscle or do something, it hurts, whereas if you break it or snap it, you can fix it. Have you ever done the plantar fasciitis? No, I have not.
1: Is painful. When you go to get up in the morning, because you, you've you got to stretch it out because you've been sleeping and you normally toes up when you're sleeping, right? Or well, yeah. some people are toes down, toes depending on what time yeah. of the day it is, yeah, if you yeah. know what I mean. or well, someone might have their toes up and the other one might have their toes down, Glenn. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's that sound effect gone? <laughs> um, but uh, the the other side of that is that uh, you, you take a little while just to adapt and to warm up, especially if you're sitting for a long time because you're your muscles contract and then it has to stretch back out and that's when it's mm-hmm. painful the most. So, uh, yeah, I guess maybe to snap it is probably better.
2: Yeah, sometimes. Yeah.
1: Um, I see uh, I was having a chat to a copper during the week. Right. We are talking about e-scooters. Oh, yes. How are mm. they
2: going? Actually, I'm not seeing as many around in the funny spots that you used to see them. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, that was his observation as well, is that the novelty of them in the town has worn off. Right. And that, yes, there are a lot of private e-scooters, but he said the ones that are around that people can rent, they're, they're not being used at the moment. So, interesting, interesting observation. Um, what it probably has done is that people have probably jumped on there, realised what cost it is to get from one side of town to the other, and it does vary. Um, and then they've gone, oh, you know what, it's probably cheaper to get my own or to get a taxi. I was
2: about to say that sales of e-scooters have risen. Yes, um, over the past couple of weeks, yep. which it could be accustomed to that. You know, it's going to cost you X to get there, and by the time you get back, you do that five or six times. Hey, go out and buy one.
1: Yeah, big bad Basil came out in the last couple of days as well to say, "Look, uh, it's not being directed." All what? this, he stuck his nose out. <laughs> 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 Sorry snorted as well. <laughs> uh, he he came out to say that there was a bit going on in the old e-scooter brigade, but it's, it's not a crack on those who are using the e-scooters who do rent them generally. It's those people who are absolute idiots in our community, who yep. are always going to be idiots, and that's why we can't have nice things.
2: No, exactly, exactly. But well, still, you know, in the footy, footy realm, lots of things going on. Alistair
1: yeah. Clarkson. I know, I know. Now, what do you make of this? Um, because I know that you would have an opinion about it, but uh, for a, a senior coach, and it's been alleged that he went to go and buy fuel and was subjected to the attendant giving him a spray or at least giving him some sort of feedback that was probably not warranted. Mate, I'm there to buy fuel. I'm not here to listen to your opinion, sure. and I get yep. that. And that, that sometimes does go part and parcel with positions that you are there. But the mental state on a guy and I... That's going to
2: happen whether he's a coach or whether he's not a coach. No, correct. From now on. Yeah,
1: and uh, to be only getting a couple of hours sleep, that is detrimental. And I think what he's also put ahead of everything else is his, his actual team yeah. as well. Yep. So
2: He knows that his head's not in the right space. Yes. He can't give 110%. He always has done throughout his career. It's unfortunate these allegations and things have come up and dragged on for so long. And that's, that's the annoying part I think about, and, and how do you figure out what is what in mental health and, and the likes, but why drag it out for so long? get your evidence, get the stuff sorted, bring it to court, finish it. Don't drag it on over 12, 18 months, two years because what about the blowback and everything for the family and everyone around him?
1: And not just him, and but also others. for the people the who... The people concerned
2: Correct. and everything else. You exactly. know, they don't, they don't want to
1: see this crap dragged up every five minutes. No, they'd like to get... Uh, look, th- there's an issue there. They've raised that issue. And for that to keep going on, that's still an issue for those people to deal yeah. with, you know? Exactly. So, um, yeah, let alone those who are actually affected. So, yeah, it's quite a big point there, Louis. We've gone into some... Oh, well, we've stuff. gone a little bit
2: different, but that's okay. It's, it's mate, the start of the show. We have a little bit of a dribble about what's going on and that's that's very important because those issues affect a lot of people in Kalgoorlie as well.
1: You are a little bit different, though, and that's okay, mate. That's Thanks. why we
2: love you. That's why we love you. Do you like my winter cut? Uh, I'm sort of growing that? it out a bit, you see?
1: Yeah. What the are side, you doing with it? The sides that? are coming back. Yeah.
2: That's no, just to, you know, sort of keep the sides of the head warm, a bit of a wintry coat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, as in... like? You're going to grow your hair long on the so, like you No, think I'm the not, hair's going to keep you warm. I'm not going
2: to go mullet
1: or anything okay. like that, no. no. Fair, cool. Um, the other thing that I've got for you this week, mate, is that, uh, well, <sighs> just spit it out. Come on. What do you think of the silky pear that's gone in at the Goldfields Art Centre? Oh, for Christ's sake. You don't like it? Well,
2: I don't know whether I don't like it, but.
1: The silky pear, it looks different. Okay. Of
2: course it looks different.
1: And this is where people have a very vast opinion. Even, even the bloke that made it looks different. Yeah, exactly. But $100,000.
2: Yep. Now, are we going to get... I know there's attraction and, and it's drawn attraction around the world and places like that, but are they going to come to Kalgoorlie Boulder to
1: have a look at a bloody pair? Yeah, you, it's an extra are? attraction it's an extra attraction and a hundred thousand dollars Louis, uh, the funds were from surplus funds that the council had which were put into the covid uh re-ignition plan if you want to call it that i forget the actual terminology yep but this is funding that was allocated back in 2020 it's not something that's just been pulled out now
2: no no no, no. And, and i look, look listeners are going to be listening and probably the same way i am and there's always two sides to the fence yes you've said it was it was surplus funds it was there for, for covid etc but COVID's been hit and and there are clubs still there. There are positions still out there. No different than the Arts Centre, of course. Mm. They're still struggling. Would it not be better to have spent $100,000 on something on the inside that people can make the bar bigger or something like that so when it's interval, you're not waiting for a drink or something like that and then when you finally get to the line, oh, sorry, we can't serve you now. You've got to go back in.
1: Oh, look, there's different I, options, Louie. I, there, there are plenty, but look, you know, the decision the was made. It's throw
2: takedown, isn't it? <laughs> it's a big thing that's sitting there. The decision's made, and look, I hope it does bring people to town. Whether you're going to get your $100,000 worth, oh, I very much doubt it. Oh, I love it. I love the fact we'll that see. you've
1: got a different opinion because we're like the Jekyll and Hyde sometimes. Hey, coming up, for our first guest for us right here on the Blast Crew this morning is Colin Rule. Colin's made the switch.
2: He has, and we want to see how he's measured up since he's made the switch from football to to soccer.
1: Ruler is with us in just a couple of moments, time. You're on the Blast Crew. You're with Glenny and Lou on a Saturday morning. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus, don't start laughing already. More Blast Crew soon, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill. The Goldfields, covered with local sport, info and mining news. This is the Blast Crew, with Glenny and Lou, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on SEN.
1: Calgouli, Case and Drill, Vivian Street in Boulder, the Goldfield's best nuts and bolts holder around since 1999, and you can hop on in there this morning. There's plenty of great specials for you with their latest catalogue out and about right now. Louis and Glennie on a Saturday morning. Our first guest for today... Well, we've spoken about some innovations, Louis, and I sat down the other day to watch this particular game, and we're going to dissect probably a little bit because it's the most recent, Cow College and Celtic, because Cow College have just initiated their streaming purposes, you can jump on the VO app, I think they had the ladies up, they didn't do the B grade, but then they came back for the men, Mm -hmm. I think the last five minutes of the B grade was in there, it was a big win to um, Cow College in the B grade, I think it was 8. Neil or thereabouts, but uh, then the A grade took to the field and, geez, there's a good quality of soccer that we've got in our goldfields.
2: Look, I think we have and we always have had a good quality of soccer in our goldfields and you know, it's people there that are passionate about soccer slash football, if that's what you want to call it, but we'll distinguish it as soccer because we have GFL here in the goldfields, but look, we're going to have a chat to uh, Colin Rule, who is the coach of Celtic, Hannon Celtic uh, Soccer Club. Now, he is one of the most respected and revered coaches in GFL. Mm -hmm. We spoke to him ahead of his first game in coaching, and realistically, I think what we need to find out from Colin is how he's adapting to the changes in the rules and the way that the games are played, and I suppose the physicality to a point. um, We know that Cole's always been good about a spray, and I really want to find out if he's been able to give the boys a spray or whether it's been warranted. But before we go any further, Colin Rule,
4: welcome
1: to the Blast Crew.
4: Good morning, boys. How are we going?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks for jumping on, Ruler. Your first game, let's go back to it because it was uh, Celtic taking on Boulder. This one was not too bad to get the uh, the proceedings underway for you, mate. Uh, look, I think it was a draw in the end between Celtic and Boulder or was it, was. it a 2-1? No,
2: it was a one-all draw, I believe.
4: No, 2-1. 2-1 loss, Sorry? was it? Yeah. <laughs> we actually won one. No, okay. no, we didn't, please. God, we haven't lost all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but there must have been some some good... Oh, hang on a minute. Let's go. We've won our first game. This is a little bit of momentum to start the season.
4: Yeah, oh, look, I can tell you one thing. You know, with footy, like it's it's um, you know, like the grand final, the last, last one I coached in AFL um, was a five point uh, win in that grand final, where my heart you know was pumping. Um, in a game of soccer, it's like every game's like that because it's not finished until the end. You like to, to win two one. Um, and they, everyone, like the teams are always close. Every game's close. Probably the game against Twin, we were out of it. Um, but even on the weekend, it was still close until the closing minutes of it. Um, but from my side, realistically, it's, it's a massive learning curve. It's just learning, um, the nuances of everything that goes on, um, and, uh, what you can do and what you can't do.
2: Yeah I suppose you can and it's, it's the difference of the gameplay and the style itself where if you're coming up against a player that in football if you like you can either chip it over the top of his head or handball it over mm. the top of his head whereas in soccer you find it extremely hard to do that so either you've got to go across or back or down the line which is a different mindset but what about player interchanges? Uh, Ruler, obviously player management side from a GFL point you had a little bit more luxury I think you know, rotating your players a- against what you've got now
4: yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that's probably one of the big things, Louie. Really, that you got to learn is that you just can't, you know, just bring the guy straight to the bench. Uh, sorry, to the bench. You've you've got to get the, the wait for the ball to go out, and then you've got to get the ref's uh, attention. And and which is really strange for me because you know how loud I am. <laughs> um, that seems to be extremely hard out on the field. I'm yelling all the time, and they don't seem to be able to hear me, which is very unusual. Um, but yeah, look, that that's probably one of the things that I'm learning play um high tempo so i do need to rest those guys to, to to keep their i suppose them running for the whole game
1: colin have you had a little bit of luxury in the first couple of games with player numbers or have you found things just a little bit difficult i noticed that uh, there was i think the goalkeeper for b grade played up in your game against twin city so have if, if you had a just a couple of player points there that you've just had to try and work through
4: yeah, I think that's the issue. You know, like when, you, when you're when um, you a senior coach in, in um, the GFL, you've got a squad of 35 that you that you can pick, And that's just the A grade. That's not your reserves. We've got a lot of younger players that are playing in our reserve side and a lot of older players that are there to, to try and help them develop. And you can see by some of the scores that we've had that that's going to take a little while. So that's going to take a, a little while. So... That means that we don't have a massive amount of players that that are ready to play in the seniors. And, and we've got two boys that are playing in our seniors that have never played, um, soccer slash football before either. So they're, they're, that's this year. So they're learning the, the trade as they go forward. So, uh, and we've probably got around about 15, 16 that, that can play seniors. Um, and we've had a couple with work. Um, and now we'll have, a, and now after uh, this week we'll have a couple more that um, are able to play as well.
2: Colin, so you know, given the fact that you've got uh, you know, players available sometimes and not available others, but from your football side of, and I'm talking GFL, you were very, very focused on times on defence. Is that what you've carried into into your soccer now, or have you are you finding out that? You know, you really probably not so much defend, but you need to have a solid midfield that can work in both ways rather than just
4: defend. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, mate. Look, um, as you can see by our school cards, we haven't had one where we've um, kept a clean sheet. Um, the game against uh, Twin, you know, they scored four in the first 20 minutes. Uh, it was 3-2 for the rest of the game. You can say that we maybe probably pulled it back a bit or they may have eased up a little bit. Um, but we need, yeah, we, I think our defence is something that we need to work on and I'm massive on defence. If you, if you keep a, if you keep a, 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 clean sheet in, um, soccer, at least you've got one point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that, that's, that's probably the, the thing that we're working on hard is to make sure that our defensive, um, efforts are uh, more as a team. Um, I think that's one of the things that I do realise in this game is that you have, um, the guys that are up front think that they don't have to do the defensive side of it, um, and that's the the thing that I'm sort of teaching them now is that everyone out there um, is working hard as a collective to make sure that we get the ball back as quickly as possible.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so you're probably leaning more more towards having a four-four-two rather than a four-three-three. That would probably say that to strengthen up the defence and the midfield, and just leave two strikers up the front.
4: Uh, we don't run that, but that's that's sort of like what we want well, to run, mate. Um, there's a little tip yeah, for Yeah, So do, we do have three at the back. We do have three at the back, but um, we run a different pro, uh, a, a different um, formation forward of that. Yeah, okay.
1: Okay. You don't want to give us too much detail, do you, Colin? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know that you've obviously got the footy background, which we've spoken about, but you've got a couple of other footy players as well. And they've been playing on a... Saturday, and then they're going up over onto a Sunday to play for you. One of those has actually been yep. doing pretty well. I'm pretty sure Bronson Bishop's in your lineup. He's been having uh, not too bad yes. a few weeks for the Tigers in the last few weeks. Um, how do you go trying to coach them the difference between both codes?
4: That is, yeah, that is an issue. And, and probably because I've come from that code, that's, that's been a little bit for me to, to, um, to change what I do as well. Um and it is mate. Like they they come out a game on on the on the Saturday and they come to the Sunday. Yep. Um and they've got to switch their mindset and that's probably one of the processes that I'm trying to get them to do now is to 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 forget about what they have done in the game the day before because this is a completely set of, a complete set of different rules and a different way of playing. So that's that's been a um a, a little bit of an, a, a little bit of an issue. And probably for Bronson because he's this is only his second year that he's ever played. Yeah. So um, that's that's one of the the challenges that I've got going forward. Um, but look, he's a lovely kid. Um, he's he's you know that, that's probably one of the things he is pretty imposing, like it as a twenty-two year old. He's six foot five, He's only twenty-two. Um, and yeah, and he's and he's not small. So he's not a small. He's not as as I said like he's not six foot five and skinny. He's six foot five and he's built, so um, I think that's one of the things that he needs to get used to out on the field and what he can do and what he can't. Um, and I and on the other side of it, I think maybe people from the outside should look at his size and be uh, and look at him as being just that player and not um, not I suppose look at him as, as being six foot five and what 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 weight he is. On way the, the way he plays, so normally if if he bumps someone, they go over, um, and and that's um, one of the issues because he is so big. Yeah. So, but if if they if they running to him, most of the time they fall over anyway. Um, so, they are the things that need to be sort of sorted out as we go forward. But that that'll be a process that I'll go through with him, um, and. And everything else that I do. Yeah,
2: no worries, mate. I was just going to ask you just quickly, mate, your half-time discussions with uh, your players, (laughs) are they any different to the way they used to do it in the uh, change rooms at Kangas?
4: Um, A little bit, Louie. A little bit, yeah. Look, um, I I did I did, um, I was a little bit more forceful on Saturday uh, sorry, on Sunday just gone um, with the direction where I was going, but I haven't given them an all-out spray. I, look, one of the one of the bonuses mate I, for me coming in um and I did help out last year and we were struggling we had nights down there where we had four or five players turn up for both grades um and it's extremely hard to do anything when that's going and I know we're only one round in but we're averaging uh 22 to 24 players every night that we train so um I want to keep building that um I suppose that momentum and making sure that the guys are Invested, so for me at the moment, I'm holding that in check. And there are t- there's going to be a time where it's needed, Like And that's if I do, how can I put this? If you do it too many times, then people don't listen to what you're saying. Yeah, you just. There's going to be a time that. where I need. Yeah, I need. There, there are a time where it's going to be uh, warranted. Yep. Um, and you hold it for that, and then that normally, that normally um, galvanizes the side on moving, moving forward. Yeah.
2: Well put. Well, no one knows better the timing and the place to give a spray than Colin Rule, mate. Uh, <laughs> sounds like you're adapting quite well to uh, the changes of code, Colin. I know there's probably a little bit more learning from uh, your players and yourself as in rules and how things are played, but I think you're doing a great job so far after round one, mate. We wish you all the best, and we'll probably have a chat after a couple of more rounds.
4: Thank you very much, guys. appreciate your time. And, and for everybody, anyone that wants to have a game, as I said before, last time I was talking to you Anyone that wants to have a game all four clubs are looking for players in the women reserves and A grade um, you're more than welcome to come in down and try out for whichever team. Good on you all up.
1: Thanks for joining us here on the Blast Crew on SEN. It's your Saturday morning. We're back to talk squash in a few minutes. Covered
0: with local sport, info and mining news. This is the Blast Crew. With Glennie and Lou, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on SEN.
1: Saturday mornings, SEN, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill. Vivian Street in Boulder. I was just down there this week at Kalgoorlie Case and Drill and there's a whole new shipment that's just arrived. Louie, what was under those big boxes that I saw?
2: Oh, well, you'll have to turn up on June the 24th to find out,
1: Glenn, Oh, is that a, is that something that I should <coughs> have read day. all about?
2: Big event happening at Kalgoorlie Case and Drill then, so it's going to run pretty much for... Six in the morning till seven at night, as it yeah. has done in previous years. Oh, sh- but yeah, get down there or get yourself some bargain. It's going to be
1: a big time. Don't say too much. Is that what we have to do? Yeah. Shh. Okay. All right, mate. Uh, we have not had a chat with this gentleman for a, a little while. I don't think that we've um, we've had him on our reincarnation. No, we have not. But this weekend is a big weekend, weekend for him and the association. And he continues on as the president. Is that right? No, not anymore. He's not the president anymore, but he just knows everything about squash that there is to know, and Peter Siebert is an absolute gentleman and a scholar.
2: That he is. And anyway, we're going to have a chat to Peter about the city of Calgary boulder Golden Open. It's the crown event every year that uh, happens down there. It's held between the 2nd and the 4th of June. Peter, welcome to the show, and let us know what's been happening.
5: Thank you very much, guys. Well. Let me come on the show. It's going to be exciting times coming up on the 2nd of June. Um, City of Calgary, Boulder, they come on board again for the tournament. Uh, it's our 51st year. We had a big celebration last year, 50
1: years. Went wonderful last year. We've got a lot of players coming back again. Yeah, it's great to see, mate, because it goes over the Friday night with some games, a little bit of a sponsor event, Saturday games, finals on the Sunday, the dinner and some presentations on the Sunday night. What sort of players are we expecting? Who's nominated for this big event?
5: Well, the PSA men, uh, we've got a gentleman from um, Jason White. He's one one five in the world. He's actually in New Zealand at the moment playing um, with the New Zealand competition, and he's coming over here to play. And then we've got Mike Corran coming back to, he's going kind to of try to get his eighth title. Um, he missed out last year. Reece Dowling beat him in the final last year. We've also, in the ladies, we've missed out on the PSA event as the ladies because we've only got three PSA girls nominated. Sure. We've got to get eight. Okay. So we've actually dropped it down to a satellite event, but still we've got a girl from New South Wales coming over, and Erin is coming back from Europe. Uh, She's back in Perth at the moment, but coming up to defend her title.
1: So Erin Classen is who you're speaking about there. They had a very good event last year. She did. She had a
5: great time, and she actually played a girl that's another junior in Perth in the final. And hannah um, will be coming back as well, so it could be still a grand final with those two in it. You never know. So, never know. Some of the local players to look out for, Peter. Oh, of course, myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. That Um, was quick. Yeah, yeah, well, we try. Uh, But we've got Hethwin. He's our number one player. He's moved to Perth now, but he's coming back. Um, He was always entertaining to watch. Um, But the local players, I think we've got about 40 on board this year. That's good. A lot of B-graders. We've got a lot of new players. And a lot of players have come on board with helping us to organise the whole tournament and help out with food and drink and everything like that on the bar. And... Bulletin some players as well, which mm. is going to be great for the, for the club. Of course it is, yeah.
1: What did I say a couple of weeks ago? Jan Dawes just toweling up the opposition. I think this was a case of some experience over the top of anyone else. Is that right? That's right. This young lady, she came
5: in, she saw Jan, 70-year-old, you know, thinking, oh, this is going to be a walkover. Went to five and got beaten by Jan. Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah. it was fantastic to see. It was um, Everyone got involved. There was a lot of people down there in B-Grade. B-Grade's a good social night. A-grade is too, but it gets a bit more serious on A-grade, of course. It sure as
2: A-grade normally yeah, does, yes. but it just shows you it's a, a sport for all ages, Peter. It is, yeah. yeah. We've
5: got 15 juniors now on Tuesday nights. They have juniors. and um, then they, Some of the juniors actually play pennants on B-grade yeah. after the junior tom- comp, so it's really good. How is the pennant season going? Very good. We've got nine teams in both A-grade and B-grade. So there's each team, each week there was a bye with one team. And we have double-headers during the season to make up for the times and that. So um, we actually finished in the finals on the 24th of June this year. Um, so not long to go. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah. Now, Papa Sebs. <laughs> You see that? Did you end up getting some of uh, Royce's um, custard slice or whatever it was, a vanilla slice? Oh, at Esperance, yes, I did. Yes, yes, yes. It was a great bakery down there. Very good, mate. Good to see. Good to see. At least you got a little bit in there because I saw your tongue hanging out, mate, looking for a little piece. (laughs) Um, But you've got a silent auction that's running in in co-relation to your Golden Open as well. Now, you've got some bids that have come through on the Facebook page and there's a whole stack of some great items, lots of it donated locally, including Barty Mechanical, who have got right behind you.
5: They have. This is the first year that... Been involved, and they so donated some prizes, and also EDI down at EDI came on board, and statewide barons have come on board as well. And we were just going to run a raffle over the weekend, but we thought, no, let's do a silent auction. Um, you go onto our Facebook page and put a, then um, go to our email address and put a, um, a bid in for it. Mm. And we updated every uh, two days or so. My daughter's actually looking after that. The new president. Yep. Oh, the new president. Yeah. Yes, yes, so there's yep. still a seat in there. the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pass the buck kind of thing. But um, yeah, so it's going to be it's the first time we've done it. So yep. we're going to go and we'll see what happens.
2: But it's fantastic. Nothing right. wrong with that, exactly. And as you say, Peter, you go to the visit the Facebook page, send the email out to egsracal at gmail.com with your name, bid, and the item number. Yes. And you'll update that every couple of days. that's right. The silent auctions are always a good one. You just don't know where you sit, and generally you'll get people, they'll top it up an extra 50 or whatever because they're not sure where it sits and it's a good way yeah, to do it.
5: And this is all coming back to the club. Yep. We're going to run a raffle over the weekend just for our juniors. Um, just a $2 raffle. Uh, we've got some other prizes donated by club members and um, things like that. So. But i like, really thank all our sponsors this year. It's been fantastic. It, um, everyone's been on board that we sent out to last year and that and Coopers and Snap Printing and, and Calgary Case and Drill, of course. Um, a lot of companies that have come on board. It's been great.
1: Great, mate. And also the city of Kalgoorlie, Boulder. It is one of the most looked after, or look, th- sought after, I should say, uh, regional events for squash in Australia. Is that right? That's correct.
5: And a small little thing we do every year, every winter, each division gets a little gold nugget. Yep. So that's incentive for people to come. Yep. And the entries are coming in this week. I'm expecting to, I think we're about 80 at the moment, including the PSA. So we're looking at about one twenty, one thirty, maybe, but maybe even up to one fifty. Wow. hours, isn't numbers. that great, Louis? Yeah, it and
1: is. it's always such a busy weekend too. There's always a lot's going on, but uh, to be able to get that many people, and when you look at some of the rankings of those players here in Calgary, Boulder, it's a credit to you and your association, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. It's um, yeah, guys just love it. Mm. Yeah. So just tell us about squash, and uh, obviously your big event is coming up over the course of the June long weekend. But what is your season, and how can people get involved?
5: Our season goes to, as I said, 24th of June is our final. But after that, we have the winter break kind of thing. We yep. have about a three or four week break. We still go down and play because you've got to keep fit somehow. And um, we start up, we have a grading nights, which we'll have on our Facebook page and in the paper and that. Um, come down, get graded, and then hopefully get into a team. You can come down and just reserve. A lot of players do that. We saw the shift work on that. Yep. But um, we're always looking for new players. It's always good.
2: Very good. Now, can you remember, Glenn, the difference in the dots?
1: Yeah, there's colours. Uh, We'll just move on from that. But the pink one was always... No, it was red and it was white. Red and white. Well, that's the hardness of the ball, isn't it, Pete? The bounce. The The bounce. bounce. There you go. Yes, yes. It was always a good statistic when it mm-hmm. comes to squash. What do these PSA players use? What are they? What sort of ball do they use?
5: They use the same as what we play with—a double yellow. Yep, yeah, that's standard around the world.
1: Yep, um, that's the high-quality ball. Yes, yeah, that's the yeah. full size. Yeah. That's the ready to rock and roll yeah. double A, double, double yellow. yellow, double yellow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lovely. Double A is the battery. Yes, <laughs> and double white lines on the road lovely you never go over those (laughs) ones but what we can do is go over all of those details again louie on what's coming up for next sorry for the long weekend and that is the the big weekend for the goldfield squash racket association we are down there at the ray finlison sporting competition sorry complex psa3 tournament and from the second to the fourth of june always a very big weekend
2: Yep, certainly is food and drink available there as well. Saturday games, Friday night sponsors night, Sunday of the finals, presentation dinner after that, Peter. You've done a fantastic job over the years. I know you're going to continue to do that. It's great to see it staying in the family. From uh, our behalf, mate, we wish you all the best for the Golden Open, and we'll talk
5: again soon. Great, thank you. We'll talk afterwards.
0: More Blast Crew soon. Thanks to Kalgoorlie K. The Goldfields, covered with local sport, info and mining news. This is The Blast Crew. With Glenny and Lou, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on SEN.
1: And the other Lou. There's two Lous. There's two Lous at the moment. And the Lulus are joining Glenny here on a Saturday morning. Thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill, Vivian Street in Boulder, the Goldfield's best nuts and bolts holder since 1999. They've been selling drilling consumables and a whole range of other bits and pieces on Vivian Street in Boulder. Is that the first location of Kalgoorlie Case and Drill? Are you in the original home?
2: Yes, the original home,
1: yes. On please. the tough side of the tough sounding Vivian Street Street in Boulder hey um there's a bit going on mate in the old golf sector at the moment
2: there certainly is I tell you what some big news I'm just reading there and we're not going to break that just yet we're going to leave that to Louis Campriali who joins us from the Goldfields Golf Club of course to let us know what's going on around the club you know things that have been happening Louis welcome to the show
6: Louis, welcome. Glennie, welcome. Good morning. How are we?
1: Lovely. You're welcoming yourself to the show as
6: well? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I am.
1: (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) Third third person. Um, Louie, let's have a bit of a look at the go for gold at the moment, mate. This is, we've just had Peter Siebert to talk about the squash over the course of the June long weekend, but another gold event is the uh, go for gold event with the Goldfields Golf Club, a three-person Ambrose, but there's a little bit of a carrot in this one, pardon the pun.
6: There's um, probably a... A big carrot in this one with the harn electrical go for gold so craig pahn from harn electrical made a call this week and has decided to put up a ten thousand dollar piece of gold bullion for the first hole in one on the third hole that weekend
2: so you you'd be jumping out of your jocks with joy if you picked yourself up ten thousand dollars worth of gold bullion that is just brilliant and it's it's you never go past local companies that get behind local events. It just you tip your hat every time. Just when you think we've done the best we can, people just keep giving and giving and giving, and that's fantastic.
6: Oh, look, we've been extremely lucky with Han Electrical over the years, and this just further enhances the event. So last year we had forty-two teams, and I'm expecting to top that quite easily now that Craig's put this
1: up. And as of the point that we record this particular show, you'd get about five ounces for that at the moment uh, on uh, US dollar figures. So um, that's great to see. Is that a 10,000 Australian or is that a 10,000 US, Louis?
6: That would be 10,000 Australian. Yeah, okay. So would say 10,000 US. We'll speak to them next year about 10,000
1: US. <laughs> oh, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. But the first hole yeah. one on the 13th that weekend. The 13th, that's a wonderful, wonderful hole down there at the, uh, at the back, mate. A nice little short par 3 for people to have a crack at.
6: Yep, right on Aslett Drive. And me being the captain will be making sure that I get the first crack of it. Saturday morning.
1: So you're on the shotgun start. The club captain starts on that eight, at eight o'clock. Is it, mate, or seven?
6: Uh, eight o'clock, uh, and it will be me. Yeah. off thirteen. have so going gonna have the first crack.
1: Lovely. Good on you, mate. And then everyone afterwards. Well, good luck, mate. Uh, you're looking Correct. to um, to top out last year's numbers too, which is really exciting and good to see. There's also leading into that weekend Friday night golf. What's this? The pennant competition draft.
6: Yeah. So this is this is something that we've imagined up. Um, with the amalgamation of three golf clubs over the years, one of the things we've lost is a bit of um, camaraderie in teams. So we thought, how can we do this? And so this year, we in July, we're um, running our first pennant competition. It's a little bit like the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup or Metropolitan Pennants are played in Perth as well where it's team versus team. Yep. And once again, I've been really lucky with sponsors and I've had, I think, Within 15 minutes of sending out sponsors' emails, I have my four sponsors for our sport, four teams, which will make up our penny competition for the year.
2: I think that's fantastic. Golf, you normally look at it, okay, you do play in fours and, and, and that, but generally it's a an individual game where you're playing to better yourself and beat yourself. But yep. to bring back the rivalry of the older clubs that were there before, that is a great initiative. Yeah, but
1: look at the teams. There's the, the Bush bull- Rangers, the Winders, the Miners, and the Drillers. So the Broad Arrow Bush Rangers. Uh, thanks to Craig Hahn and Hahn Electrical, the Aurobanda Winders, Warren Moffat. Oh, Warren's a winder isn't he? Wind you up at Office National, Kukine Miners, Kyle yeah. Robinson, and then uh Gary Drillers, Gus Lacey. There's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a mix of I suppose a bit of business and some nostalgia in these ones, mate. Louie, Big nice. Louie. Louis Camp. <laughs>
6: definitely definitely some nostalgia in this one. We wanted to get away from the old old golf clubs. And, and create something new. So why not create something new with probably one of four ghost towns? So yeah, that's why we've gone and down that direction.
1: Well, if you're up to the drillers, mate, they'll be creating their own holes. So whatever shot they do, there'll be a hole in one. i missed
2: that hole, but I've got this one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The miners will be looking to get right in and under. The winders will just bloody wind things up with their big drivers. And the uh, the bush rangers well, they'll steal everyone's points. they better cover the hole up. There's nothing
6: worse than getting it in the
1: wrong hole, Glenn. <laughs> no, exactly right, mate. So that's a big one for us, Louis, coming up. Really exciting stuff for golf and, and good to make it fun. It's not quite live golf in terms of the atmosphere, but judging by oh, sure some of those captains,
2: They'll live it up to the to be uh, just as good as what that is. You know, it's um, a bit of camaraderie as he said, a bit of rivalry happening, which is good.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate.
6: Yeah, mate, and the captains um, are super keen. So it's going camaraderie, but the rivalry already has happened, and who's going to recruit who, and who's going to pick who. So we're looking forward to
1: it. Yeah, it's a good bit of atmosphere and a bit of culture, I think, too, as well, mate. Mm. Hey, um, the juniors have always been a very good product for the Goldfields Golf Club and a former one and yours truly uh, from many, 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 many moons ago when we used to play on dirt. Uh, but the juniors at the moment... Farley Fuchs has started these training sessions on a Sunday. You're getting some good numbers to this at an early start. Just, Sorry, yeah. Louis, yep.
2: No, just before you talk on that, Farley Fuchs, if you're listening, I do apologise. He, he rang me about six weeks ago to give him a call and I've just totally forgotten until you've said his name there. So, Farley, I apologise.
1: That's okay. Can you please pass that on Louis? Uh, big Louis, Louis Camp, oh. over to you. Yeah, so Farley's um,
6: started up again in the My Golf with his band of uh, merry volunteers and Sunday morning's up at the golf club, I think they start at eight thirty. We've got twenty-four new my golf juniors taking part. Um, so twenty-four new golfers, and then nine existing from the last couple of years that are still doing their junior coaching up there. And look, it's going really well. I think our volunteer numbers up there are seven or eight for the thirty odd um, that are taking part. But the exciting bit is as, as this is a spin-off is we've also got some ladies doing it as well. So it's not just juniors. We've got um, six new ladies that have joined the group as well who are learning to play golf and hopefully will become um, our newest lady members.
1: Oh, fantastic, mate. And also growing the numbers there, which is really good to see.
6: How are the numbers going? Numbers numbers are through the roof. I think we're up at about 525, 530 members. So numbers are, are fantastic. Every week we're growing by three or four members. So... Golf club um, personally is flying, as is golf course. Golf course is looking at trade as well.
2: Do you, what, what do you think is behind the growth in, in golf? You know, like most sports are struggling and sort of numbers drop off, but from what you're saying, it's, it's picking up, and we've noticed that in hockey as well. Why do you think you're getting newer members?
6: Um, well, that camaraderie thing, the whole team thing, yep. um, looking at some of the members coming through new to town, but people that are getting a little bit older in the tooth with their sports and cricket and football, careers, netball and hockey careers, are looking for something where they can still be competitive Mm. but aren't tied to having to play every weekend or trying to get out of bed on the uh, Monday morning after a a big game of hockey and not being able to walk.
1: Yeah, you're talking about Gus Lacey there, aren't you? Hey, um, the... And the other thing too is a lot of these people are staying in town longer, you know, they finish their careers in their sport, they've, they've got a family, the kids might be playing the junior sport but the the dads might, you know, might run water or be golem umpires or something where they're not committal at that level um, but they're still committed to their own sort of competitive nature and I think that that's really strong for the community too. Um, the other side of that, Louis, is how, how's your golf going, mate? Are you, are you any chance? Should we put some money on you with sports bet, mate, for taking out this hole-in-one with Hahn Electrical?
6: Well, I'm going to have the first shot at it. I don't know if I'd be putting any money on me. Uh, my golf is at the moment is non-existent. I'm too busy working at the moment, but that's right. Hopefully June will slow down for me.
1: Lowy, uh, Louis. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see, that? You oh, see I'm
2: getting totally confused. Every time you say Louis, you're looking at me. I know, I know. I don't know whether you're looking at me or looking at the other Louis or, sp- or talking to the other Louis, but it doesn't
1: Fantastic. really matter. That no, doesn't matter. Hey, Louis, good update for us, mate. And appreciate all your details there with the Goldfields Golf Club. There's lots going on there and some really exciting stuff, too, mate. So it's good to have you on board. And well done to Han Electrical. $10,000 in gold oh. bullion up for a hole in one. Is it to one person? What happens if you, me, and Louis, Louis, <laughs> get it?
2: You can't. As he said at the start, it's the first person. Oh, the That's first why person. Louis's going
1: first. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Now it all makes sense. Maybe I wasn't listening to your first answer. Apologies, Louis. Thanks for joining All us good. this morning, mate.
0: All right, Ted. Thank you very the much. The Goldfields, covered with local sport, info and mining news. This is The Blast Crew. With Glennie and Lou, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on SEN.
1: Saturday mornings on SEN. Uh, we cover a lot of things. Sport, we'll talk a little bit about mining a little later on. The gold prices dropped this week a little bit, but geez, there's a bit going on out of the US markets. It's fueling a few things, some takeovers in the etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Louis, uh, we get to talk community this morning. We do talk to community,
2: and none bigger in community than Esther Roadnight. And mm. Esther Roadnight's put her hand up during the week and said, Hey, we are the Rotary Club of Kalgoorlie. We've been in existence for over 75 years, and we need a bit of a hand at the moment. So we thought yeah. we What better way we'll get Esther on, have a chat and just see if we can help her out.
1: Talk a little bit more about Rotary and what Rotary does for many people. But Esther, good morning to you and thanks for joining us. Just three members. This is, is it a diabolical sort of situation you find yourself in at the moment? Is it a bit um, flattering considering where you've come from and the highs of the Rotary Club of Kalgoorlie over the years?
3: Yeah, it If you feel on a bit of a down, it sort of happens really suddenly. You've got a room full of members and then all of a sudden they leave town or they retire and think, I'm going to do a lot of travelling so I can't give the time to Rotary. Then all of a sudden there's only a few of you sitting around the table. It, that's how quickly it happens. But that's the nature of Kalgoorlie. But as you said, with over 75 years of history and commitment to the community, we can't let that be lost.
2: It can be very rewarding, Esther, and lots of things that you do yourself in the community is always rewarding. But can you explain to our listeners what Rotary is about and how rewarding it can be for them?
3: Yeah. Well, Rotary covers not just the community. It, look, it's about... When you go to a meeting, and I hate that word meeting for Rotary, but what else can we use? You, you see people at that meeting get together that you probably haven't seen all week. So you're getting to mix and um, develop uh, links with a broader base of the community when you join Rotary rather than just your immediate circle.
1: Sure. And the essence of the Kalgoorlie Rotary Club, we have obviously Boulder, we had Hannon's. Hannon's unfortunately went the way of of folding in the last couple of years. Boulder is, is a male... Uh, Rotary Club, male yep. focus the Calgary mm-hmm. Rotary Club have also been probably more aligned to would you say the business community in years gone by in, a lot of business members who have been past people
3: they were, they were up until probably about 18 years ago or so and then the the base of membership broadened considerably yeah and, and Rotary at one time was just a club for business people sure but over the 120 odd years that it's been in existence, um, that's changed. Rotary's changed its focus, it's changed how it operates and the requirements on members and the and like. It, it's more in line with what the 21st century is all about.
2: Well, you get, you get involved, you've got the Swaparama Market Days and you do a lot to mm. support local events. What are some of those events?
3: Well, this morning, Rotary saw three young people head off on the prospector to go down to Perth for a weekend camp called RIPEN, Rotary Youth Program of Enrichment. It's a leadership um, program. We sponsored one young person and Boulder Club sponsored two young uh, two young people. They're all youth counsellors, would you believe? Excellent. And, yeah, it's fantastic. And they're on the train on their way down to take part in that this weekend, so we work with young people. We work with the, uh, a, a different dynamic with the Forget Me Not Cafe. We've partnered with the community centre to do that for carers and people with dementia so they have an opportunity to get out and about. Um, look, we just the list could just go on and on. There's just no limit to what, what Rotary Clubs can get involved in.
7: We'll get, sorry, Lou.
2: No, and you've been involved with a lot of things, as in putting things into, you know, Rotary Peace Park, I think, which was formerly Twin Dams. You had a big part to to do with that. And another big part of Kalgoorlie that not many people could miss if they drive into town.
3: Oh, absolutely, the sound shell. And somebody gave me an archive box full of um, paperwork from Kalgoorlie Rotary only about two or three months ago. And would you believe the plans for the sound shell were in that? Was, was, that was just you've, amazing. You've, you've just mentioned
2: the plans of the sound shell. Now, not many people mm. know this. I've got an affiliation with the sound shell, Jeez. and this came about um, through my my mum, who knew the person, the person's wife, who designed it all. So I actually had to bring from Perth to Kalgoorlie the actual model before it was put oh, up. Oh, really? So I brought the model up, yeah, out of polystyrene, etc. This big model, huge model. And I brought that to Kalgoorlie. So not many people would know that, and I don't think you would have known that either, but no. I don't know if the model is still around. I did not. There you go.
3: No, and I, don't, I don't, didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. Lou, I say, and I doubt anyone would know. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, anyway, mm, that would
3: gone... be an interesting question to ask the community, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's gone from a small model
2: to a huge, huge centre, and as we know, there's lots of things happening there, and, and that does bring everybody together in the in the Goldfields, doesn't
3: it? Oh, it does, and locating it in Centennial Park was the best possible location. That location, that area is just totally amazing. Totally amazing, yeah.
1: So, Esther, before I come to find out a bit more about your journey with Rotary, Lou, you picked up a model and brought a model to Kalgoorlie. Well done, hey Esther. um, What was the story behind your involvement and getting involved in Rotary? Tell us about that.
3: Well, I joined the Rotary Club of Hannon um, just after they were chartered as a club. I was their first new member inducted into the club. Um, My stepfather was a Rotarian. And when he died nearly 10 years ago, my mother said to me, she said, I've got to keep the connection with Rotary. So she joined Mandra Rotary Club in in the Yep, She joined and and contributed. I've got a cousin in Geraldton who's president of one of the clubs up there or will be from the 1st of July. Uh, I've got family in the Eastern States that are involved with Rotary. So there's a linkage with Rotary all through. But... When I got asked, because this was in the days when you had to be asked if you wanted to join Rotary See. or invited to join Rotary, now it's a different story, when I got asked I thought, I'd really like to do that, So, and I did, and well as you know, if I joined something i go in boots and all, and I did, and um, I've loved every minute of it,
2: 28 and it's only because
3: of the yes, 28 years in July, and I think it's because of the diversity of activities and involvement that you can get with being a member of Rotary because it can range from going and helping somebody clean up their backyard, and we've done that in the past, to a uh, swap a to doing things on a state level like we did with the two fires. we helped mm-hmm. with um, funds for building materials, we've helped with things that have happened in the eastern states and internationally, and of course, everybody knows about end polio now, Mm. and that's a big commitment that Rotary's made over a long period of time.
2: You've got a bit of a gathering, if you like, or an info night that's coming up on Monday, I believe?
3: That's right. Our regular meeting's are Monday night at the Tower Hotel, and this Monday night, we're just going to focus on chatting with anybody who's interested. We've had a a fair amount of interest after the newspaper article and... um, bit of a pump of it in in through the media and with your help as well and we're just going to sit down talk about what we do what Rotary is about very informally it's not going to be formal and just get the people that have come along to talk to us about what they think Rotary is and if we've got to do some massaging and uh, of the club then we'll do that it's about making it easy for people to be involved and that's what we want to do.
1: Excellent. And the opportunity is on Monday night. Where do we need to be, Esther? Is it the Tower Hotel?
3: The Tower Hotel in the Regency Room mm-hmm. and the ladies there will guide you there if you can't, if you don't know where that is. Okay. Glennie and Lou, would you believe at this moment in time in Melbourne there is the International Convention for Rotary taking place. Ah, right. And they'll have... 15,000-plus Rotarians
1: attending. Gee, was in
3: Melbourne at once. I, I've, I've atten- I attended the one that was in Madrid mm-hmm. um, a few years ago, and I'll tell you what, it is mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling. Would the, All the different nationalities, all the people, all the projects and programs they talk about, and just the com- camaraderie, because you've got that common link. Mm. It, it, uh, my hair standing on end just talking about it because it is and it, if you're anywhere in the world and there's a rotary meeting you can go to it there's Excellent. nothing that stops you because it's like a family
2: well as you said the hair standing up on your back i'll tell you what there's going to be listeners out there that are as passionate as what you are if you think you're passionate and you want to be and you want to make a difference in the community turn up at six o'clock this Monday at the Tower Hotel, find out what Rotary is all about. As you said before, Esther, you do lots of good things around the community, but it's not just community-based, etc. It's camaraderie, it's people having a chat to each other that you don't normally see and making a difference in the community. You've done a fantastic job, Esther, and we wish you all the best Monday
0: night.
3: Thank you so much.
0: More blast crew soon. Thanks to Kalgoorlie Case. And Drill. The goldfields covered with local sport info and mining news. This is the blast crew with Glennie and Lou. Thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on SEN.
1: SEN on your Saturday morning across Kalgoorlie Boulder and the goldfields. It's Glennie and Lou, and normally we try and tackle the form ourselves, but we are hopeless.
2: We are hopeless. My tab touch account as it stands at the moment has 30 cents in it. Hopefully our next guest will be able to pick a bit of form and uh, increase that for me over the course of the weekend and we're talking about none
1: better. Royce Newton. Yes, he's got his finger on the pulse, he's got all of his late mail, he's, look at these scribbles that he's got mate, it's better than us just floating stuff to you, but Royce, good to have you on board on
7: SEN on a Saturday morning mate. Yeah, thanks Glennie. good morning to you and Louie as well and uh, everybody tuned into SEN. How's the season been running for you mate, alright, good? Yeah, been very enjoyable to date, uh, we've had a couple of big meetings, good Friday, Anzac Day, this is meeting number six for the season, um, so yeah, we're well and truly into it and back to our traditional Sunday program now so uh, looking forward to plenty of racing over the next few months. From a form point of view how do you look at it I know some people sit and go it ran pretty well last time it was
2: first it's going up a class it might be going down a class me I've got generally got no idea either I like the
7: name or I follow the jockey I don't touch the the trainers or anything like that but what do you look for in a horse? Look I think it's probably a mixture of all of those things and and you know watching replays which is the time consuming part of doing form but um, obviously up in the callers box I, I you know try to watch most of the the runners and, and what they do but we go back to replays and see which horses hit the line strong whether they're early on in their preparations there might be some improvement to come um, jockeys are, are massive especially yeah. on the goal fields because it's getting harder to get the, the the cream if you like to Kalgoorlie but you know you've got Laktar Ramoli coming back to Kalgoorlie this year for the first time. He's a Mauritius jockey who's been overseas so he's been placed on some pretty handy types um, you know. and then you've got the up and coming apprentices. Luke Campbell who's uh, going to be a ripper, he's heading over east soon, he's been riding in Kalgoorlie and riding plenty of winners Braden Garth who's a bit more of a mature apprentice uh, who's come through late but he's been riding well and then Tash Faithful, you know, these sort of jockeys that do the country circuit but ride it extremely well. So we look at those things, we look at you know, course and, and and record over the distance uh, as well, but more often than not, the last couple of runs is what you need to be looking at to uh, to find yourself a winner. Okay, there
1: you go, Louis. There's your little bit of form line. And I just want to—I've never really had a chat to any of the race callers about their preparation and what goes in. You're talking about watching race replays and all that sort of stuff because sometimes the colours do change. Generally, not a lot. Yep. But you're looking at colours as opposed to numbers while you're out there. How much time do you spend to get your colours right?
7: Probably a couple of minutes in the lead-up to the race. It, it's something you learn. Uh, it's, <laughs> it it's has a, to a, be. Yeah, yeah. No, it's something you, it, you, you know, it's, it becomes easier with time. Um, but, you know, Helen Harding's always in a turquoise. Peter Fernie's, the majority of his runners. Andrew Ingalls' horse is always, you know, yellow with a black star. What makes it tricky is, you know, um, when you get a couple in the... In a race that had the same colours and then you might have another one that's similar colours um, uh, that that can put you off a little bit but normally you just need to take your time, identify the cap or identify the slight change in the silks um, so you can call the horse correctly and make sure we get the right result at the end. Are you always happy with the performance that you put
1: in, or do you think, oh, geez, that one, I could have done this better? Like, in the, you know, a couple of days later, you might review your own replay and you go, oh, yeah, I was probably a bit off there, or.
7: Yeah, absolutely. No, that always happens. I think, um, you know, people will always pot race callers, whether it be online or not too often. to to your face but uh, one thing I'd say to those people is the biggest critic of a race caller is themselves they're always trying to improve and they watch replays they understand where they went wrong and they try to better it for the next time out so there's always something that you can improve on but generally um, you'll look back and you go you you know what I did a pretty good job of that I've never heard a bad
1: word said about Royce in his race calling so mate keep up the good good work keep up the good work (laughs) the first is at 12.59 a great time to start Kalgoorlie case and drill maiden seven starters over the 1100 metre distance Let's look at some of these races. We'll give you about 30 seconds per race, Royce. Let's Sounds go. Good.
7: Okay. Well, look, uh, short course maiden to kick us off. Number two, Flowbar, former Eastern Stater with Nick Thomas. Lacta Ramoli, as I touched on, comes back to the goldfields for the first time this year. Second last start when wide throughout. Should be going close. So two on top ahead of the three, trigger finger for Luke Fernie. Second at York last start. Uh, easier assignment today. The four in Exceed Express, a place claim, and the seven in Timely Advice. Disappointing last start, but blinkers go on. Keep her safe. Two three four and seven nice Race two, the Terror Drilling Maiden over 1,300. Eight in this one. Yeah, uh, pay one, two, three, which is good. Fields are slowly getting better. Uh, the rest of the card we're paying uh, first, second, third, which is great. Uh, two on top for me, making profits off a last start. Second at York was beaten a length and a half behind Manitoba, who took a little while to break maiden status, but this is a pretty, uh, well, it lacks depth, this Maiden, fair to say. So two on top for me, ahead of the five, Laughing Buddha, getting better with each run. The six, the fave, just a place claim for mine, and the seven, in California Cation uh, first starter for Paul Rowe, which is exciting. But winning chances here: at the two and the five. I've put the two on top. Two, five, six, and
1: seven. Race three: Goldfield Stock Feeds handicap uh, eight here over the eleven hundred again.
7: Yeah, ripping little race this one. Now uh, we've got the likes of Wise Words, who's a handy mare. Uh, my on top selection: Town Hall, who. Um, Can absolutely dominate uh, his races. Lacto Romoli goes back aboard and talk it up who's resuming. So good little race. Three on top for me. Wise words on the strength of its third in the uh, Provincial Championship Series. Heat last start. when only a length behind. Play that funky music. On speed runner from the 1100 Gate 1. Everything suits. Ahead of the four town hall for reasons already mentioned. The eight I'll put in for third. That's Romero, the featherweight chance. And the top weight resuming talk it up is a handy horse. Three, four, eight and one. Race four, 1100 metres. It's the miles contracting handy. Cap. Race of the day here, Louis. Uh, really good race. Uh, Peter Fernie's got a strong hand, five of the nine runners engaged. But um, yeah, there's there's chances from all stables here. Number two on top for me, Men's Club. Second last start behind Solarise, didn't get to the fence, and uh, that was its undoing. Had to carry 60 kilos and chase Solarize, who was carrying 55. If Tash Faithful can get this horse to the front and straight on the paint, it should be very hard to run down. So two on top. Ahead of the four, Hilton, who's the smoky in the race. Uh, well, well, thought of in the market but when I say smoky first up so we're not quite sure where this horse is at. Drawn the inside is a horse that can sit on speed pretty adaptable type if they want to take up the running I'm sure Lactar Romoli will let them and will be doing its best work late. Number one I'll put him for third that's No the top weight carries 59 with the claim of Austin Galati. and number seven I'll put in for fourth, that's Yo-Yo's who returns to the Peter Fernie stable after running some pretty handy races down in Perth. Two four one seven, Ripping Race.
1: Double line drafting handicap at 3.25 is race five. They're starting from Gribble Creek with this one with the <laughs> 1,608 metres.
7: Yeah, we've got two starting uh, from that 1,600 metre start, Glenny. And uh, for this race, number five on top for me, I think we'll get a price for you too, Free Solo, who doesn't win out of turn. Just the one wins from 27 goes. But last start, fourth behind Filthy habits, I thought the horse put the riding on the Wall uh, Cassie Martin was aboard for that run. We get the senior in Lacta Romoli going aboard this time around. I'll put it on top, and I think it's one of the better bets on the card at a price. Number one, I'll put in for second. Filthy Habits, the last start winner, uh, when defeating the stablemate, it's a Lance Stargazers. This horse, when it hits the front, can't hit the front too early. Um, does need the claim of Austin Gilardi. brings it down to 58, which is uh, puts it into a competitive scene. Number seven, I'll put in for third. That's it's a Lance who finished second behind Filthy Habits last start, and the six in Dancing Jack just drawn wide. Drawn the car park Barrier 12 of 12 Lisa Staples knows this horse extremely well Place claims 5176 Race 6 Same length It's the Oscott Carpentry and Maintenance Handicap Yeah Another good little race here And uh, for mine I thought gluten free was a value play here Peter Fernie and Braden Garth combining fifty eight five with the claim. The winkers go off. Disappointing last start, fair to say. But prior to that, third behind Town Hall. That form reads extremely well for a race like this. And with the claim, I think Gluten Free has each way uh, claims in this race. Number two, I'll put in for second. This will be the favourite. I think uh, likely favourite. Engage number two. Anna's boy for Dan and Ben Pierce. Tash Faithful. Uh, riding has to carry the full 59.5, second last start behind Counter Drive. big win by Counterdrive in the last uh, race of the day, last meeting, uh, just got nabbed on the line. Number three, I'll put him for third, Bill the b ever consistent, and eight, Lincoln's Law to do his best work late, one, two, three, and eight in uh,
1: the sixth. We've been following a couple of horses in the last here, Louis, Boozeroo and Honest Legend, they feature in race seven, the Gill Smash Repairs Handicap at 4.25, to end a big day at the KBRC, which includes the markets as well.
7: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Boulder Market's free entry as well for everybody who wishes to come down. Uh, the course. Uh, it, the club rather putting on uh, face painting and that for the kids. So there's plenty happening uh, on course for a family day out. So head down to the KBRC. Should be a ripping day. Number seven on top for me in the last here Glenny Princess Chunk this is looking a very nice horse for uh, Andrew Ingalls and Peter Fernie Braden Garth to claim 56.5 with the claim she's won two from two at the track two from three overall and she sat about six wide last start and ran over the top of them including the horse you just touched on Boozeroo number nine I'll put in for second that's Hidden Ruby the last start maiden winner was a big maiden winner four lengths was the margin to the second horse I think she can go on with it this uh, flying arty Philly. she's only a three year old there's improvement to come. Number one, Boozeroo, I will put him for third. He was just unlucky last start. Sat wide. Absorbed the pressure, no cover, and has only gone down three quarters of a length behind a pretty handy one. And number six, Fiendish, uh, my horse, uh, Glenny. I'm hoping I can uh, have some luck there on Sunday and pick up a check in the last. Uh, he hit the line fairly last start. We're hoping he can run into some minor money. 7916, my numbers in the last. Very good. Best bets for the day? Best bets. Race three, number three, Wise Words. Uh, I think she'll be just have too much dash over the 1,100 metres with a good draw. We'll then go race five... Number five free solo from the Neil Dallas stable, Lacto Ramoli to ride. Uh, looking for its second win at start number 28, but uh, I think the horse has put the riding on the wall. And then the value play here, Louis, race six, number one, gluten free. We'll get an each way price about the Fernie runner. So race three, number three, race five, number five, and race six, number one.
1: Good to have you in, mate. Doing a wonderful job down there at the KBRC. Caller week in, week out, mate, and we appreciate you coming in to give us some more form because we. No stuff also, mate. It's good to hear from someone who does.
7: No, great to be here. And just quickly, today we've got the Provincial Championship Series Final at Belmont Park, and Team Fernie is represented by Ablo, who exploded out of the ground in the heat here at Kalgoorlie. So all the best to connections there.
1: Good work. Royce Newton joining us with the KBRC. Fantastic, mate. Thank you very much.
7: Thanks, guys.
0: The Goldfields, covered with local sport, info and mining news. This is The Blast Crew, with Glennie and Lou, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill, on SEN.
1: Saturday mornings on SEN. Thanks to Kalgoorlie, Case and Drill, Vivian Street and Boulder, the Goldfields' best nuts and bolts holder, turning red very soon. Red's one of the colours of your favourite team, Louis.
2: Yeah, generally red's the colour of my face after a Friday night no, frothy. But um, anyway, we'll move on from there. i tell you what, though, Glenn, we were getting a little bit confused and, and a bit concerned about what was going on on the, on the website with some of the divisions because they all went back to zero mm. except for Divvy 1, and we're thinking, what is going on here? They've stuffed up what's going in, And but they haven't.
1: No, they have there's been a regrading in netball, Louis, or a grading, I should say, one or the other. Is it a regrading, Carl, or is it a grading?
8: I'd probably say grading. Okay,
1: so it's a grading, so it's not, we're not regrading it. So it's.
8: Oh, maybe. <laughs> And Let's go with the We'll
1: go with the re well, Look, there's been a change.
2: <laughs> there's, there's definitely been a change. And this is, what, our 38th or 39th show, Glenn, I think? Is it really? Yeah, something like that. And this is the first time you've seen me with a smile on my face because I am the unofficial mascot of the Rookies netball team. <laughs> and the boss joins yep. us in the studio. <awesome>. Oh, I'm happy as a pig.
1: I know you are. Carla Viscovich is with us from the Rookies Netball Club. Carla, it's great to have you on board. Thank you for having me. Can I say, rookies are doing an outstanding job on their social media at the moment, helping to pump up the game of netball oh, and also their club. It's
2: very, very informative. The way they do it is very professional. It's neat. It gets everybody involved. And nobody's left out, which is a big part of it. No matter whether you're up the top, down the bottom, in the middle, left mm. or right, everyone gets to see
1: what's going on and everyone feels a part of it. And, of course, we talked to Carla. It's a Friday afternoon when we put the show together, So Carla's playing tonight. But are you playing, Carla?
8: No, unfortunately, I'm out injured at the moment. Hopefully, with this. Maybe one more week.
1: Okay. Well, that's one more that's week. Good. That's better than what we thought, yeah. Glenn, because
2: we thought it was going to be a little bit more serious than what it currently is. So fingers crossed. We'll Thank see you, you back on the court in a few weeks' time. You must be happy with the performances so far, of especially the, the Divi One side.
8: Absolutely. We've picked up a few new players this year, so we're a bit taller than we have been in the past, which is nice. And um, yeah, we're, we're going well. One loss and four wins, but obviously that's all white. Sorry, yes.
1: Yep, yep. So that it's good to see though because um we've we've had a strong hang uh, strong hangle. <laughs> A good handle, yeah, Louis. There, good. Uh, a good handle on just exactly how the, the netball's come out because a couple of weeks ago, it was one play two, three play four, five play six, and in the end, uh, five bet six. I think three might have beat four, and in the end, one oh. might have gone down to two. Is that right, how yeah. things went? You yeah. went down yeah. to money, got over the
7: top of the rookies. Yeah. Well, then five,
1: I think, in the end. But look at us now. Before they
2: wipe it, we're back on top, <laughs> albeit by percentage, but that's a right spot for it to be. Do you think that uh, the team itself, you know, gelling quite well and you've had some, you know, external people come back to offer a bit more experience and you've got Steph Milling back which is a wealth of experience within netball itself and the club and she's very passionate as you know.
8: Absolutely. No, we've got um, Steph come back to help Kate Sidebottom as the coach this year um, but and they are working absolutely amazing together. They've, they're Young blood, old blood coming together, and it's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, we've also got a couple of new players this season, but also some older um, rookie girls come back. So we've got Claire Baisley back into the Prem uh, Div 1 team, and also Shannon Marnell's back. Just
1: hold the mic up just a bit closer to your mouth. Carla, okay. cool. Um, That's great to have that. And what has changed to have those players back in the team? Are they just wanting to perform better at that elite level or have you managed to get them from... I think Claire might have been at another club. Have you just said, Claire, come over here?
8: (laughs) No, Claire actually um, did focus a little bit more on study last year and uh, Shannon had a baby. So we had a couple of girls leave town last year. Obviously that happens a fair bit with Kalgoorlie. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we've we've been fortunate enough to pick up new girls to town and get back the old ones as well.
2: For sure. As Glenn mentioned before about your socials, so what what changed within the club itself to go, hey, we're going to go full out now, we're going to make sure that everyone's informed on what's going on because you can never have enough information and you guys are information overload at the moment, which is great.
8: Uh, I think it's just a new committee team, so um, we're all young I suppose you could say, Um, I'm probably the oldest, but um, yeah I think it's just fresh minds and we're just wanting to push it so that people understand we're a club, we're all run by volunteers but we love it and you know we really enjoy netball and we want people to be a part of it um, and attend all the teams so they can watch all of the club members.
1: Now, Ash Sybottom, who's in your seniors team, is having a pretty decent season so far. Her shooting accuracy has been pretty darn good. I think it was fifty-eight to forty-seven over Steelers last week. But uh, a bit of basketball flavor for her has obviously crept in. The the, the the shooting game, whether it be the basketball or the netball, just seems to be a little bit on point for her at the moment.
8: Uh, she's having a pearler in both, I think. So um, I think I see she was named in the lineup for Giants as well. Um, so yeah, it's good to see and her. Basketball abilities definitely do come out on the netball court, which is lovely. And her shooting has definitely... Oh, last game was uh, definitely a pearler for her.
2: Definitely a pearler. (laughs) Ten years of service to the club goes to Pam Townsend, Stephanie Milling and Mel Taylor. Just a
8: few words about those. Uh, So those three beautiful ladies are the life members of Rookies Netball Club, um, which not many people tend to know about. Um, and in the past, they, to, to become a rookie's uh, life member, you had to do 10 years of service. We have just changed this this year so that it is only five years. So I really just wanted to push out to say these girls or these ladies had put 10 years in, and we wanted to really focus and let them know that we appreciate it. Being that being a, named a life member isn't...
3: Oh, you it's don't, nothing you to
8: sneeze don't at. don't take
2: that very lightly anywhere. <laughs> no. and, and 10 years in anything is a long achievement. Even five years, if you've said now, you're changing that up a little bit. But to commit ten years of your time, even when, if you like, a lot of those people, their kids are no longer playing anymore and they've moved on but they still feel passionate about the game, passionate about the club, that's good to see.
8: Yeah, exactly. And we appreciate and. The three um, – well, two of the ladies are still heavily involved in netball, which is good to see. And we did see Pam down at the courts on the weekend. Yeah.
1: Lovely. Yeah, back in town to, to visit the Grandies, which is very good. A couple of other shout-outs as well to some of your rookie members who have just been doing a stack load for you behind the scenes. This is great to see the – the fact that, yeah, we're run by volunteers and, and every club is pretty much run by volunteers, but there's people that go above and beyond what it is that their role is. and that You have that at Rookies.
8: Yeah, we do. We are really fortunate, especially our committee team. We are lucky enough to have 11 on our committee. Um, last year we had, I think, five or six. Um, and again, they're all young and just passionate about netball and wanting to build the club.
1: It's great to see, isn't it? Oh, if you can find the recipe to get more people involved in committees um, and you've <laughs> done Danded that at rookie, rookie. can you just give <laughs> us the cheat sheet? I'll give
8: you a tip. <laughs> Nibbles and wine. <laughs> oh, look at that,
0: yeah.
2: Well, it's not pizzas at the... Uh at the motocross track because we know that was just a picture put up and they don't yeah. don't have pizzas <laughs> full stop.
8: No pizzas showed up? No,
2: no, they'd had they had nothing. They didn't even order
1: pizza. They had us no. taken there for a bit. we all be there if there's pizza. And, no, there wasn't no. <laughs> Got you there
8: though, didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. The other part I want to bring up as well is that you're after a new uniform. Now, to me, when I saw this one come out, that you were having a uniform presentation, I was thinking I mean, were five rounds into the season, but you've updated your uniform. Many of the the teams have done that in the past over the last few, few years but Rockies will be the last to do that.
8: Well, I think if you ask anyone down at the netball, that rookies are well overdue for a new uniform, any club you can ask. Um, So we are very, very excited to hopefully receive them 18th or 19th of this month. Sure. It was uh, only organised and prepared the start of the season, so we've sort of pushed as quickly as we could to get them out, and yeah, we have the presentation night to hand those out.
2: Any colour changes? Any little changes, little things you can let us know about?
8: Uh, No, same colours. We'll stick with our rookies' true colours. Um, It's just an all-in-one suit and all of the girls, sorry, dress, um, and all of the juniors and seniors have the same.
1: Nice. Excellent. And we look forward to seeing that. Obviously, that'll be all unveiled at your big night coming up at Debo's. Certainly will. Which will probably go into the early mornings, knowing those (laughs) who are at the Rookies Netball Club. Um, Now, just just want to talk about your juniors as well. Just tell us about your junior program because getting the juniors involved at a very early age also helps to to fulfil your your division teams they are further up?
8: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I would like to explain, unfortunately, we don't have Net Set Go as part as rookies this year. Um, We did have the uniforms and everything that we had to organise. So, unfortunately, we weren't able to offer a Net Set Go program. There are mainly schools running those. um, But our juniors, we've got two division, uh, sorry, two junior divisions um, in Div 4 and Div three um, most of those girls are new to the team um, and new to the sport so it's good to see them all coming along
2: it's what you'd like to see new blood coming through and as you say you've got a new committee or uh, probably not so much a new committee but you've got 11 on the committee which is a <laughs> lot bigger than what you've had before some of the great sponsors if you'd like to call them out for rookies for 2023
8: yeah absolutely um huge shout out to emmy Jewel services um elite Choice real estate circle h helicopters kra worthy parts Business Precision and Goldfields Chiropractic and Healing Centre. And if
1: you get them all together, it'd be a very fun afternoon, <laughs> wouldn't it? Hey, <laughs>
8: absolutely. <laughs> you could take
1: the helicopter Headaches galore. You could take the-, the helicopter out, take a few parts around the place, put there a you fire go. in one. We get do your all love a wine You'd have somebody too. <laughs> get rid of the smell in the morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and be kept
2: cool or warm with KRA. Yeah. Outstanding. And if you trip over, someone's going to fix your sore shoulder or your yeah, yeah your yeah. hurt
1: neck. Yeah, exactly. Rookies Netball Club they are at the top of the Div One at the moment, uh, with the grading that's happen. There's a little bit of movement around the place but it's good to have rookies on board. Carla, thanks very much for dro- dropping in for a bit of a chat and hope your injury gets very soon and we see you get better very soon and we see you on the court again in the next couple of weeks.
8: Thank you. Can I just have a quick shout out to say thank you so much to my committee team um, They, without it the, the club just wouldn't be what it is and again thanks to the sponsors.
2: Well said. Tonight you'll see rookies take on Imperials, Envious take on Munna and Steelers take on Sonics.
0: The Goldfields, covered with local sport, info and mining news. This is The Blast Crew, with Glennie and Lou, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on SEN.
1: SEN on a Saturday morning, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill, Vivian Street in Boulder, the Goldfields' best nuts and bolts holder with some great welding specials for you. Get in right now, see what those specials are in their latest catalogue. You can weld up a few bargains, get a bit of flux while you're at it. Don't get yourself in a flux. Head to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on Vivian Street.
2: All about the flux, isn't it? Flux, The flux capacitors.
1: Now. Yes. We've had a few new people in our show today. We have had a few new people in the show. Peter Siebert. Royce Newton. Royce Newton. They're playing squash and Royce, I think, got done the other night. And Did you notice, though,
2: in the form guide, which was fantastic, that there was glimpses of him actually calling a race while he was calling it I know. out. I know. Such a professional.
1: He is. He's and really good. And you know what? He said, oh, look, it, it sort of had a little bit of a dig at those who have a dig. He didn't have a dig by any stretch, but, you know, it mentioned uh, about those who critique race callers or give it a go yourself.
2: Oh, exactly. There's no chance in the world you could do half, a, half as good as what he does. And when you go down to the track and listen... oh. It's
1: perfect. Absolutely. And he, he is a very, very consummate professional, is Royce Newton. So it's good to have him on the show. He was followed up by Carla Viscovich from Rookies Netball Club. And we're just starting to put the feathers out and the... The bits and pieces, the, the, what do you call uh, them, the tentacles? The tentacles
2: are just starting to uh, grab onto different areas and do certain things. But as you mentioned, Glenn, the Rookies Facebook page, and a lot of people are starting to get involved in this social media, it does work and you get more people involved. But how good is their page? Yeah. If you don't even follow netball and you're looking for some inspiration for your sporting club, jump onto the Rookies Netball Club Facebook page and that is the full inspiration.
1: Well, yep, yeah, absolutely. And things are going well there as well, which is good to see, mate. And you can sort of see that, you know, obviously Canva makes things a hell of a lot easier with graphic design for many of these places. But um, they've got a little bit more consistency. They've got some culture that they're building and they want to show off. And having 11 on their committee... Oh, that's unheard of. Far out. Yeah, um, unheard of. That's really, truly something. Mate, uh, we also heard from Esther Roadnight about Rotary. And, uh, you know, I know that we've had a fair bit to do with the Rotary Club of Boulder over its time or the Bouldery Club of (laughs) Rotar... (laughs) <laughs> you remember that I never forget that one. Yeah. might have the audio somewhere, but uh the the impact that Rotary can have on a community is huge, so it's good to hear from Esther there. And who else do we have on the show this morning as well? There Colin we
2: Rule. Colin Rule, that's yeah. right. And it was interesting, take with Colin himself to see the differences between the codes, obviously the rules, the way the game's played, and how he settles into the new role. Because he's new to the game, although he's been around soccer for, for many, many mm. years, not from a coaching point of view, only in juniors, etc. But good to see that he's crossed over because that man has so much experience. He is a professional. He dots. Every I, he crosses every T and let me tell you, even though they haven't had the start they've wanted, it's only after round one, I reckon, um, have a look closer towards the end of the season, they'll be at the pointy end.
1: Yeah, and I I did mention, I'm not sure if we actually brought it up in our conversation with him on air, but off air I said I saw him training his team on the left hand side of screen when I was watching the pre the preview before the game before the live yep. stream the other night and he gets amongst his players he tries to get them up and about he tries to go and kind of have those little chats as he did when he was a footy he's coach he's a good motivator yeah absolutely so be very interesting to see how that progresses and then Louis Camp $10,000 in gold bullion. Oh,
2: Craig Hahn and Hahn Electrical. Mm. That is unheard of. That's fantastic. They do a huge amount in the community. And just to top it off, I know he plays the game himself, but to top it off, $10,000, hole 13, the first person, if they're lucky enough to get a hole in one, $10,000 worth of gold bullion.
1: Yeah. Now, you, you normally cut a little bit of you out right of the show. People probably don't know. But I, I stuffed up a little bit in that chat. I've left it in, Louis, just for you. I've left it in. Have you? Yeah, t- I make mistakes too, Louis.
2: Well, obviously it's a mistake that's going to pe- make people laugh or whatever, otherwise you wouldn't have left it in. The I difference, just didn't the difference listen. being is when you stuff up, you cut it out. When I stuff up, you leave
1: it in. Yeah, I know, I know. And then you've brought it up as well, so I'm going to leave it in so if people missed it, they might be able to hear it on a bit of the catch up. But um, yeah, now you've got me thinking what I brought up. No, no, no. It was the fact that I didn't listen to the first question from Louis about what he said. <laughs> oh, is that bit okay? Fair <laughs> I, I had no idea what he was saying when he started talking about, oh, yeah, no. So if, yeah. if more than one wins, well, he said, the first person who gets it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah great. What a right. great question. Oh, God, this, we missed this question. Yeah, because yeah, I wasn't bloody listening. Oh, no, well, you can't listen to everything. No. Um, big game of footy this afternoon. We didn't even feature GFL or Giants today. That's how diverse we've been, we Well, we've,
2: we've got to branch out. You know, we spoke a little bit about the Giants and their win. Last weekend, which is good to see. They turned the uh, tables around on the team previous before from the first game. And uh, GFL, well, if you want to listen to GFL, no better place to listen to it than SEN this afternoon. And the big
1: game itself is... Mines and Kangas from Diggador's Oval this afternoon. The last time these two teams met, Mines had the wood on Kangas. It was an interesting battle in round two. Uh, That was 22-5 to 8-9. Kangas been depleted by injury throughout the year. Jordan Madden, Matt Bogensberger, Tornay Tangata. Jordan Angus Tom McGowan And Dylan Clark Were the best players While Stran He kicked a few That day Bram Bram Roberts And Ugall. And I think um, Strahan Might have kicked um, Nine was Nine it? Yes Yep So Nine of the twenty-two came from his boot. Um, I'll be looking forward to some commentary. I don't know at this point in time who's joining us. I want Giblet to come back. He was pretty good a couple of he weeks said ago. He was very good. Yeah, Robbie so, went all right last week. Uh, Rob Hanson was just yeah. yeah. He just took a little bit to get into it. Um, but he is he spoke, and I wish I could get a copy of it at the end of the um at the end of the game. We had about ten minutes to fill because there was only five goals kicked from. Yeah, very scrappy so, so yeah. And, you know, there was no time on after the first quarter. So we ended up having a chat about the GFL and where the GFL is progressing to with their team, their representative team, led by Rob Hanson, led by uh, David Stubbs, Simon Edwards, Michael Worthington. They're all jumped on board, and I think we've got a good culture going back. The only bad thing, well, I see it as a bad thing, and I think it's a bit of a discount, and I wish the WA Country Footy League probably listened a little harder. People like Great Northern and Great Southern who come back into the squads need to go through the hard way, but they're going to get pretty much a free ride. What you'll find is that uh, the GFL will be relegated to B Division instead of the A Division, so that's probably a little unfair from us considering I don't think we finished the bottom of that no division last year. No, no, I agree. with But you I as well. know that there are people who are cheering for the goldfields in the higher up echelons to try and move on from that. But anyway, in um, the other game between Boulder and Cambeldar. Well, Cambeldar showed they were a little bit competitive last week uh, again against Mines. I think they kicked five goals. They celebrated pretty well. So let's see that that continues when they've got Braden Dosta Santos back in and also uh, who else came into their spine? Uh, James Murray, Rory Gurr. That's not a bad formation yeah, down for the middle, sure. but they also need that support. But they're slowly getting there. Look, they're, they're kicking goals now, which they didn't for two, three, four games.
2: Exactly. It's it's moving forward. It is positive. i tell you what, though, Boulder, they're starting to hit their straps. They're starting to come together as, as a team. Yeah. They
1: were good last week. It wasn't the best game of footy. It wasn't the most exciting game of footy, but it was a rugged game of footy, and... Uh, Alex Peach, who was best on ground, we felt, uh, rucked and did very well for a big man. So I think he might have got one goal, maybe two goals last week too. So um, yeah, he was pretty good. And uh, Joe Ugo continues to be doing some good things as well. Mate, you've got a joke for us.
2: I do, I do indeed, Glenn. So two army buddies, Jim and Pete, are sitting up late one night, enjoying a bottle of the finest scotch and reminiscing about the old times in foreign places. Mm. They've been drinking all evening. They're starting to get a little bit tipsy, to say the least. Eventually, Jim said, what time is it? To which Pete responds, I don't know, but give me your old bugle. Why, Jim asks, how can you tell the time with a bugle? It's easy, says Pete. Just watch me. Jim passes the bugle and Pete starts playing the revel, reveli, very, very loudly. Within seconds a voice shouts out from the floor above, Who the hell's playing the bugle at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> At least you went off at the right time. There wasn't a second punchline this week. No,
1: there (laughs) was I waited for you to actually laugh, and then I took that on board. So, well done. That's a good joke, that one. Thank you. That's a good joke. What's ahead for the week for Louis? We've got about two minutes left to go on the show.
2: Oh, look, the rest of the afternoon, um, just a bit of relaxation, I think, a little, little bit of work around the house. Mm. Tomorrow is uh, President's and Life Members' Day at the Boulder Bowling Club. So we'll head down there and uh, have a few little froffies and enjoy yeah. the life members that come back and uh, say good day. Hopefully, there'll be a few.
1: There, uh, there's one life member, your newest life member at the moment, travelling around the world.
2: Yes, Old Jeffrey uh, Watson. Watson. What's-oh? Yeah, Watson. Good old Watto, done a fantastic job around the goldfields, you know, whether it be footy, pool, soccer, cricket, mm. everything like that. But no, did a hell of a lot of work, both him and his partner, Chris Ace Watson. And I'll tell you what, that's a play to look out for in the state bowls as well. She's done very, very well. What's going on there? Well, she just picked up the state triples. Um, she's in the state side, of course. I think she's, she's been nominated for Ladies Bowler of the Year, which will be coming up in the coming months. And I think she'll be a smoky for that one, too. Should be smoking. Mm. Good work, Lou. Good work. Still representing, still has never forgotten the roots and where she's come from, which is here in the goldfields. And um, now, good luck to her.
1: Wraps up the show this morning for you. Thanks to all of our guests who joined us. Kalgoorlie, Case and Drill, Vivian Street in Boulder, bringing you SENs to the Bass Crew on a Saturday morning. Gold prices dropped off a little bit this week, but we'll get some more mining news for you next week. SEN 1611 on the AM around the goldfields via the app. And of course, always streaming at sen.com.au. Louis, thank you and have a good weekend. Thank you very much.